Welcome to AM Best Audio. We're here in Monte Carlo for the Rendezvous de Septembre. For AM Best TV, I'm Richard Banks. And I'm joined now by Kirill Savrasov, Chief Executive of the Fundamentals of Insurance Link Securities, run by Phoenix C Retro. Kirill, welcome. Thank you so much, and thank you for inviting for this interview. So, Kirill, there seems to be some very different views in circulation about the state of the ILS market. Um, how's the role of ILS developed, and what are the future opportunities? Obviously, ILS have uh, quite a big room to expand. However, there are some natural ceilings which we all need to overcome. Obviously, uh, this is a question of those investors who already allocated to look for same products but on the different territories with a known product because otherwise uh, you are going to be overexposed to Florida wind for example and that is a very interesting situation when uh, there is a very small niche quite profitable if you do proper underwriting but uh, it works only for small allocations because when you've got a large allocation it's difficult otherwise you will be sitting in each and every Florida uh, exposure so development of further territories uh, should be of a great help. Also development of some new products and the wonderful example would be the Cyber ILS, which is uh, in the process of development now. It took, if I remember, probably something like five years uh, to mature, but nevertheless we already have it uh, and uh, there is a room for expansion there as well as a new product. So, uh, whatever else, the use of the principle of securitization can be implied, and since it's interesting for investors, uh, there could be a, a very big growth. Obviously, working in ILS field, uh, we are all not satisfied probably by the pace at which it develops, but it's definitely going larger and larger and uh, taking its uh, place uh, in the reinsurance, global reinsurance capital. So, you talked about investor interest there. How has uh, investors' expectations and attitudes towards reinsurance risk changed? Well, the immediate reaction obviously is a recalculation uh, of some exposure when uh, the attachment points uh, rise uh, a little bit. But considering uh, historically high spreads uh, for the investors and considering the overall uh, stable outlook for reinsurance industry, I think that it will self-adjust uh, because it is always uh, a compromise between risk and uh, appetite for the, uh, for the interest. But uh, since investors are very cautious about looking after uh, money uh, which they put in, I think it's kind of a self-adjustment process. Excellent. So there's a little talk here in Monte Carlo about the, the so-called protection gap. What role has, has I, uh, ILS got in filling that gap? Uh, there is a very interesting uh, question and uh, it recalls very much from what uh, we have been saying for the last decade or so. Um, it may look like protection of uh, old ties, but uh, to my opinion, ILS is one of the primary instruments uh, which could allow uh, closure of the protection gap. And that is because uh, insurance penetration in other parts of the world than uh, United States and uh, Western Europe is uh, minimal, uh, close to nothing. I mean, it's like somewhere, it's like statistical mistake. Uh, insurance, unfortunately, macroeconomically, cannot play a serious role for those nations. 
So they need to be inventive and start using instruments uh, different from insurance, but those which can protect uh, their populations from devastating events. And uh, that is where actually use of ILS instruments and use of things like, for example, sovereign parametric catastrophe bonds uh, could be a real solution, especially because uh, out of whatever possible uh, post-disaster risk finance, in several territories, ILS and transfer of the risk to private capital markets is not one of the, it's the only vital uh, solution. Because depending on geostrategical situation, depending on political situation, depending on historical situation, some regions, they cannot go for sovereign pools, for example, because they are too fragmented. Uh, some regions may have an issue with international help because of uh, their status or their, their political regimes. Uh, some nations, again for political reasons, uh, cannot uh, freely use uh, international instruments like, for example, World Bank uh, catastrophe uh, CDDOs. But uh, transfer of the risk and sovereign risk in particular to private investors through uh, well-known, well-established instruments, in many circumstances quite a unique situation when a pool of investors who are obviously looking for profit can play a really important role in the closure of the protection gap uh, on a much wider basis. And that is why investors uh, treat and look into ILS allocations as an impact investment. And it's something becoming more and more important uh, amongst different cycles that actually allocating for ILS is not only making money, but also doing something good uh, for the uh, impact investment. And it's, it's another example of, of ILS not as a, comp a competitor to reinsurance, traditional reinsurance. Of course. But as a complement. Of course. Of course. It, it, it's always complementing each other and proper mixture, pro proper use of the mixture of both uh, can bring really strong results. It seems like a, a, a strong solution. To what degree is, is that lack of knowledge about the, um, the options holding it back, do you think? That is actually a fundamental problem, to my opinion, uh, because Almost every cycle uh, needs a proper education about insurance-linked securities. Moreover, believe it or not, if you put into one room a uh, seating reinsurance buyer, official from whatever government looking after uh, disaster relief, and institutional investor thinking of allocation to ILS, all three of them will be very interested in these magic three letters, but they will be perceiving them from completely different angles. And that is why a complex education and closure of this education gap is as important as closure of the global uh, catastrophe protection gap. And I think it's a very big way to go for uh, all of us in insurance, for all of us in the risk transfer industry. We need to educate more, we need to educate investors, and everybody who is working in ILS will tell you that it's, it's, it's a question. Uh, this point raised in each and every conference uh, dedicated to ILS. So we need to educate investors, we need to educate uh, government officials, because they are far away from understanding of this. They think that it's a really rocket science, while uh, it's a steady, well-working instrument, and there is nothing special about use of this. It's just 
proper understanding of how this works. And obviously, uh, there is another big room for growth, is starting for use of ILS by uh, insurance companies, medium-sized, small-sized, in uh, different jurisdictions than US and, uh, and, and, and other usual suspects. Kirill, thank you very much indeed for joining us today. Thank you very much, Richard. For AMBEST TV, I'm Richard Banks. Looking to get the attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms to do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day, find out more by contacting our Advertising Services Business Development Team at 908-882-1706.